another hot one. A high 102 with zero humidity. So get those little ones in. Keep cool. And don't touch that dial. Coming up next is All My Hexes, right here on WHXT. Best of the West. Right in I interrupt your regularly scheduled broadcast with a message for the curious, the confused, and the confounded. You are not alone. I see it too. Something isn't right in Hexed, Texas. Alfonso's warnings ring in your ears as you gather outside the morgue. A horsewoman. For a moment, your logical brains reject the idea as unnatural and completely implausible. But the events of the last 24 hours have made one thing very clear. The rules of nature don't apply in Hexed. Or at least not in the way that you know them. So what are you going to do? You all get to tell me how the showdown's going to look. I recommend planning around any weaknesses that you've discovered in your investigation and generally just using any information that you've learned to help the fight go your way. You have your weapons from character creation and anything that would be logically accessible in the world. With that in mind, what are you thinking about doing? It comes out at night. Yep. It is attracted to unfaithful men and or women, apparently. Its weakness mm -hmm. is fire. I have most and things that like this to fire. Yeah. It's flesh and blood. It's injured. It could have been burned years mm -hmm. ago. Yeah. yeah. So do we think that someone tried to burn it before? And that's what Jimmy mm -hmm. saw? And that's why it's burned? Probably the event that turned it into this creature. Are we going to go down to the water? We got to, right? We have to. We, that's it, where she it lives. sounds like we need to. Yeah. Now, now I'm realizing why the sheriff discouraged us and stopped our investigation the previous day and didn't let us see anything else because we were we were about to go down there if you all recall i yes. mean that implies that the sheriff knows about the donkey lady. sheriff is some bitch <laughs> <laughs> doesn't lenore think that the sheriff knows? oh he for sure does but yeah. like i i think lenore knows the sheriff probably does what he's told mm, okay and so you think he is not the top of the conspiracy yeah. pyramid yeah in that case, also, though, we should be wary of him trying to come down at night also. Possibly. Like, I don't know how we're going to do this secretively with fucking shotguns and flashlights. and Yeah, it's going to be tough. Did anybody grab anything for torches or improvised Molotov cocktails? I'm that sure that I've got propane tanks at the park. Propane? Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. That's fire. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you blow up a propane tank, that's going to be hardcore. <laughs> That bridge you is might bring down the bridge. bridge is well, going it's down. not like a train goes on it anymore. <laughs> it's just a landmark. You die on a bridge if it's, it's not there. It's a landmark. I seem to remember saying at the beginning, now you guys can't blow up things like the community <laughs> center. We need fire. So Ochos has in his truck, he's got stakes that are used for marking, for field marking. 
So he's going to grab a whole stack of these steaks and he's going to find a bunch of rags also and a couple cans of gasoline. So we're going to have that at okay. our disposal. We can do some improvised torches with mm-hmm. us if we need that to. That sounds cool. We've got to make sure that Aaron and yeah. Delilah and anybody else don't come wandering and down. And Shrimpy don't come wandering down to the to the station. Uh, I think Charlie is on crowd control. Okay. Okay. Yep. That's the best thing that she can do. That sounds good. What are our positions? So I guess Charlie is like effectively in the parking lot, but I want to have eyesight to the bridge still. Is that possible? You can see the bridge. You cannot see down below to the river. No, no. I, that's, I just want to make sure that like I'm in between the group and the parking lot. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if that was geographically possible. Yes. Okay. Then yeah, that's where Charlie is. You guys spend the next couple of hours taking the stakes that you use for work and wrapping rags around them and dipping them in gasoline by some lighters. Everybody gets their stuff together and you meet just before dusk back at Peg Lake Station. This is going to freak you guys out because it's the first time you're going to see Ochos wearing this ancient Aztec chest plate armor. He's going to be carrying his giant club that has these obsidian blades wrapped all the way around the outside of this thing. And this is the Makwawit. So this is the thing that's his big double-edged weapon and then a little shotgun strapped off his back. Hot damn, did you just walk out of an action movie? Jimmy, get ready to use your capybara. Yeah, hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Would you like to try to tune in, Jimmy? Oh boy. I'm shook. Uh, all right. We're going to try and tune in. Not great. Five. That, so that's a, well, okay. So if it's five, I get a plus two to weird. So that's seven. So I barely got out of failure threshold. Okay. So what does that, what does it do? On seven and nine, hold one. So we have, where's the creature right now? What is it planning to do right now? Who is it going to attack next? Who does it regard as its biggest threat, or how can I attract its attention? So I feel like we kind of have an idea of how we can attract its attention. So what I want to see is, where is it right now? When you tune in, for a brief moment, you are sort of looking as if you're behind the creature, and you see that the river itself is like maybe two, three feet deep, not deep at all, and in the center of the river almost as if it's being pulled together by mist or fog as the sun sets, is a figure. And with every minute as the sun gets further and further below the horizon, this smoky, gaseous figure becomes more and more solid. And you see that down where the San Saba cuts under the bridge, this creature is manifesting. What do you want to do? So, uh, yeah, when Jimmy's doing this, he's taking the uh, silver dollar and he's running it in his fingers and he's got his other hand up to his temple. Looks like he's zoning out for a little bit and pops back to reality. Like, well, it's there now. It's in the river, not far where we were, probably more so upstream where there's more water. It looks like it's just kind of making itself out of mist. The thick foliage of the monte falls away, revealing the steep drop-off down to the San Saba riverbank. You all know this edge is the high water mark, and during heavy rains, the river consistently swells up to this point, and sometimes even beyond. But now, in the middle of a dry summer, the river is only about five feet across at its widest, and probably not that deep at any point. 
thin, wispy clouds float in front of the moon as you scramble down the slope, blanketing everything in darkness. Before your eyes have time to adjust, the clouds have moved on, and the moonlight reveals that you are not alone. About a hundred feet ahead, in the middle of the river, you see the silhouette of a woman. She appears to be enjoying a late-night dip. Long, dark hair cascades down her naked back. She stands for a moment in the water before diving down beneath the surface. What do you do? I'm not going in there. I can't swim. Lenore, stay on the shore. Jimmy, you go on the near side. I will go to the far side. Let's try to triangulate around these creatures. Oh, okay. Wait, you're getting, who's getting in the water? Are you getting in the water? I am not going to get into the water unless I have to. Okay. If you're going to cross to the other side of the bank, you will have to get in the water at some point. How wide is the is the river? Five feet across. You can do a run and jump if you want. I think our football player could, I could do it or the football player could do it. Cool. You want to do it? I'll give it a shot. Why don't you give me an act under pressure? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I just have a flat roll for that. So cool. uh, You got this. So you're an athlete. It. He said the magic I words. I fell on my ass when doing <laughs> capoeira, so we'll see. Uh, it's the same. It's a flat five. That's no bueno. All right. So mark experience. Woo. <laughs> so you go to leap across the water, right? As you do, something reaches up from the water, grabs your foot, and pulls you down. Shit. And even though you could have sworn that it was only a couple feet deep, you are being pulled into depths that you don't think the San Saba has. Well, the nice Take knowing one you. Harm. The diet Jimmy Bagley died. Can Ochos get to him? Is there any chance of being able to get over to him and try to pull him out? Like, is he underwater now? He is underwater. And what's weird is you could swear you can see the bottom. Yeah. And when you reach down towards him, it seems like he's further away than it is possible for him to be. Yeah. Do I hear a splash? <laughs> I think you hear, oh! <laughs> <laughs> Shit! <laughs> what do you want to do? Well, we can't let him drown. We got to get him out. I don't. I don't think we should go in the water after him. I mean, like, glug glug. No, glug, I know. Glug. I know. Like, I, I don't know if Lenore. She's used to thinking fast in like fraught situations. If we kill the creature, it's hold on. Jimmy gets released. If we can kill her fast enough, that might be the best way to save him. Uh, that's a lot of speculation, though, as far as what's controlling Jimmy. It's pretty clear that he isn't in the San Saba that we know, right? Like, this is some sort of mystical shit going down. Totally. Yeah. So she seems to be the one probably connected to and controlling it. Can we see the lady anymore? You can see her, and she's she's pulling Jimmy down. So she's under the water with Jimmy. Can uh, Jimmy attempt to jinx the monster and uh, yeah. interfere what it's trying to do? Absolutely. Isn't one of the things is jinx is he could force the monster to drop something important. <laughs> yeah, actually, the target loses something that you'll soon find. I'll find my own life. Is it your life? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's not great. Come on. It's a six uh, total. So it's three, one plus two. So not ideal. Now, this is a situation luck. where if luck. you wanted to use luck, I would be okay with it. Yeah. Uh, you know, to not die. Uh, uh, because yeah. on a miss, the keeper holds two over me to be used in the same way. I so. think I'm just going to tell you now. I don't think we can help you. That <laughs> you probably want to use a luck point here. 
and that will allow me to hold two in Jinx, and one of them is definitely going to be interfere with what a monster minion or bystander is trying to do. Okay. So I'm going to interfere with her dragging me to the depths. You kind of reach over, you grab your coin, and you're rubbing it frantically on your arm, and her fingers sort of slip off of your leg, and you're able to start kicking your way up towards the surface. What do you want to use your second hold on? I can either inflict one harm or I can help a hunter giving them plus one forward. In this situation, I'm going to try and hurt the thing that dragged me under. Okay, so I'm going to say that as you're kicking away, you kind of kick her in the face as you're going by. And as you're looking down, you see that this giant, long horse face, which was sort of distorted by the smoke and the fire when you first saw it, it looks exactly like she has the face of a horse, except all of the hair has been burned off of it. And it's just covered in blisters and welts. And you break through the surface and you all see Jimmy suddenly busting through the water as if he came from 10 feet under and literally there's two feet of water. Oh shit, the water's deeper than you think it is. Get out, get out, get out. Well, I'm going to rush to the bank to try to help pull him out. Okay. Alejandro, come on. Help me out, please. <coughs> We're going to quickly pull Jimmy to the, to the shore and I'm going to try to attract the attention of the creature. Okay. So that would be... He could make it so that it goes after him instead of Jimmy. I think that would work, protect someone. Because right now it is very focused on Jimmy. Yeah, one of the effects of protect someone is you hold the enemy back. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is a protective move. Yeah, so, um, I like that. One of them is all impending danger is now focused on you. Right. Which I think is, is exactly what you're trying to do. And uh, when using an old-fashioned hand weapon, I get a plus one whenever I roll protect someone. Oh. There we go. So that's a nine plus two, 11. Perfect. Okay. So on a 10 plus, you get to choose an extra. On a seven plus, you protect them okay, but you'll suffer some or all the harm they were going to get. So that's going to happen, but you also get to choose one of these things on a 10 plus. So you can choose to suffer less harm. You can choose to have all impending danger now focused on you. You can inflict harm on the enemy or you can hold them back. Ocho's is going to have all impending danger focused on him now. All right, so you step forward with your sword, and how are you going to draw its attention? Ochos is going to pick up his makwawitl, and he is going to say in Nahuatl, Masiwatli, amo titanamike ye wekakao, jiao jimokakawa, which means Masiwatli, my name is Ochos, long time no see. You must stop and go away. Okay, cool. My name is Ochos. You drowned my friend. Prepare to die, right? <laughs> the creature bursts forth from the water. She turns and she sees you speaking to her. And it seems like she understands what you are saying. She lets out this scream, this weird mix of a scream and like a, a donkey's bray, and moves towards you. So you pull Jimmy out of the water onto the bank, and what do you guys want to do? I'm trying to decide if this is enough to make Charlie be like, what? You would have heard, Charlie, you would have heard the noises oh, that yeah. are coming down from the riverbank. But you knew there was going to be a fight. Right, so I guess, and I don't even really want to instigate, but like, is Aaron there yet? Not yet. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so I think um, once Charlie hears like that braying scream, she's like, okay, okay, fuck this, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> And kind of just runs down. And, and yeah, I think she knows that Ochoa made those like improv torches 
And so I guess arriving, she just sees Lenore pulling a drenched Jimmy out of the river and Ocho's yelling at a monster in full Aztec gear. So that's, I think she'll put her fire axe down because she doesn't have enough hands and pick up one or two of those torches and start lighting them. Okay. Are you going to throw one? Sure. So you kind of skid down the bank and you pull one of the torches out, light it on fire, and let's go with kick some ass. Uh, sure. That's, yep. It's your forte. Yeah, that's your best stat. You got this. You got this. <laughs> nice. A nine. That's a 10. Yeah. And all right. So I kick some ass with a 10 plus. You get to choose one extra effect. So you can gain the advantage. For yourself or give plus one to another hunter. You can inflict terrible harm, which is plus one harm. You suffer less harm, which is minus one harm, or you force them where you want them. I think I'm going to go inflict terrible harm because this is fire and that's what we think it's weak to. So, all right. You throw this, this improvised torch at the creature and it lands near its hair and its hair starts to catch fire and it starts to just scream this high-pitched, just in pain bellowing, and it will lift up its hand, and you see water come out of the river and fly towards you, smacking into you, doing one harm. Do I get knocked over or anything? Yeah, you yeah. get knocked over. Okay. Does Lenore have a clear shot? Relatively, yeah. It hasn't engaged directly with Ochos yet, so... Okay, well, now's probably her best chance, then, to try okay. to shoot the donkey lady with a 9 millimeter. Let's do it. All right. That's mm-hmm. going to be <laughs> a nine. I a negative, well, I have a negative one on tough because I thought that was a good plan. Okay. So it's still a success. It's an Charlie's eight. Charlie's tougher than Lenore. <laughs> okay. Yes, you are. So on a seven plus, you and whatever you're fighting inflict harm on each other. The amount of harm is based on the established dangers in the game. So what is the harm rating of your weapon? It's uh, two harm with the tag close, loud. You fire, the shot is very loud and sort of echoes through this little riverbank area. Hits the donkey lady in the shoulder. She kind of tumbles back a little. She's going to leap over Ochos onto the bank and she's going to punch you in the face. And that is going to be to harm. She throws you backwards with her immense strength and you hit up against the riverbank. Well, uh, Jimmy had enough time to recover so he could pull out the shotgun and pop a shot off at her. I think so. Let's go for it. It's going to grab Ocho's shotgun and try not to die. Oh. Oh, no. What do we got? <laughs> that would equate to snake eyes because I have a minus one. You too, huh? Too tough. Nice. Okay, so mark some experience. So you go to fire your shotgun and there's kind of a nothing. And then it goes off delayed Jesus. and knocks you down onto the ground. doesn't hit you. It's just one harm. Powder is wet. Jimmy, get up quickly. We need you. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. All right, Ochos, what you going to do? Ochos is turning to the horse lady and, Vamonos, demonia! And he picks up his maquawit and takes a mighty swing. All right. Let's roll some kicks on it. Ooh, seven. And that is going to be a plus one, so that's an eight. Okay. Go ahead and describe what happens and tell me how much harm you do. Ochos just takes a mighty swing, baseball swing style, and embeds the blade deep in its side. How much harm is that? When using an old-fashioned hand weapon, you get plus one on, on the harm. 
three harm standard than the plus one. So we're looking at four harm. You swing back with your blade and you embed it deep into the side of, of the donkey lady. And she just spasms for a moment, grabs a hold of your neck. And then it's like all of the life drains out of her. And she collapses to the ground before dissipating in a mist, just as she had formed. And you hear from the riverbank off behind you, well, damn, Delilah, looks like we missed all the action. And Delilah and Aaron and Shrimpy are standing off to the side, having seen you vanquish the donkey lady. <coughs> damn it. <laughs> <sighs> Jimmy, we need to work on your reaction time. <laughs> I, mm, sure. Yeah. Lenore, are you okay? I'm I'm fine. Let's get the hell out of here. Yeah, I think punched you in the face. Nah, I mean, I've had worse. Is uh is the cafe still open? God, what is Saturday? It should be. Let's all go. Let's get some pie. So you all leave to get some pie, and of course you're bombarded with questions from Shrimpy and the rest. It's been a long day, and after Jimmy goes home. Lenore, Charlie, and Ochos, you decide to go grab a drink at the Broken Bottle Bar and Grill and have some dinner before you head home. The owners, Clara and Bettina, make the best steaks and margaritas in town, so you figure that you've earned it. And somehow, between chatting and eating and drinking lots of alcohol, you end up staying until the bar closes. When you step outside, you see the full moon just shining down on the empty main street of Hext. And in the moonlight, it's easy to see how some of the locals could love this old section of town. And with the oil money that's now coming in, many of these buildings have been or are being revitalized into new businesses. But this late, you see only one of the shops has their lights on. Curiously, it's Delilah's Botanica, even though she went home hours ago. As you sort of approach the storefront, the wind seems to catch the door and swing it open. And you hear a voice from within say, Oh, welcome visitors. Come in, come in. Special weapons for my heroes. Hey folks, Rockin' Ricky Luttrell here. Thanks for listening to All My Hexes on WHXT. Want to hear more? You know you do. Check them out on social media and Patreon at Hexed Podcast. That's H-E-X-T Podcast. Or email hexpodcast at gmail.com. All My Hexes is recorded live at Nightwatch Games, San Antonio's premier Gamma award-winning game and hobby store. And folks, from the moment you walk in the door, you'll see this is no ordinary gaming store. Nightwatch is beautifully designed to resemble a medieval banquet hall. You'll see exposed wood beams on the ceilings, hand-carved shelves, armor and banners on the walls, and there's tons of gaming space on the main floor, with a huge library stocked with all the hottest games for you to try out for free. Nightwatch also has private rooms, including a Death Star-themed room for you sci-fi fans, Loaded with the latest tech, lighting, sound effects, and terrain to take your RPG or tabletop game to a whole other level. So if you're looking for a new game to add to your collection, or you're shopping for your next Ren Fair costume, or you're just looking for a group of players for your favorite game, check out Nightwatch Games, where adventure awaits. The three of you are standing outside the Astonishing Adelaide's Botanica and Magic Shop, and you hear a strange voice from within, and the door opens on its own. Would you like to enter? I mean, at this How point, many margaritas have I had? A because lot. Because then, yeah. <laughs> it's a great idea. 
what the hell? We're still alive. Okay. This is the first time Charlie and Lenore have been inside the Astonishing Adelaides. And this is the second time for Ochos. And you see that there are shelves upon shelves of different books. There are candles. There are herbs of all varieties. And it seems to be a new age bookstore, basically. There's a few items of clothing. And you see that there are weapons that are hanging on the wall. Behind the counter, you see that Delilah is not there. Instead, there is an old woman who sort of leaned forward in her chair, rocking back and forth. And you hear the voice again. Oh, how can I help you? You all hear that? Yeah, yeah no, yeah. I, I hear it. Yeah. You said something about weapons. Oh, yeah, we have weapons. Well, that'd be nice. Can we look at them? And they're on the wall. I don't know how I can make it so we can look at them better. Well, all right, you don't have to be mean about it. Right? <laughs> I'm here to cut you a deal, buddy. Don't have to be nice about it. Customer isn't always right. Sometimes they're stupid and don't look at the wall. We've had an extremely fucked up day. Yeah, I heard about it. So here's the thing. We, in the after hours of the shop, do not take money. We don't want your money. But I heard you have interesting stories to tell. So I will trade you one item for one interesting secret of this town. All you have to do is write it down in this little book right here. And I'll give you one item. What happens to the secret? I know it. Do I, do I still know it? Do I get to keep my soul? What the hell do I want your soul for? Oh, I don't know. You want secrets? I'm just a little old lady in a rocking chair. <laughs> and the chair kind of rocks back and forth. Still no movement from the woman that you can see. And you do not see her mouth moving at all. Great. One item, one secret about the town. What if we give you more than one secret? Oh, I don't know that you know more than one secret, but we'll see if it's good enough. I might give you something. There's a gumball machine. I know a lot of secrets. Yeah, is it like one secret per person or one secret and we all get an item? I mean, if you have different secrets. I mean, I've got a secret. Okay. Wait. Can we know their secrets? Is it still a secret if we're the only people that know it? You're making this way more complicated than it needs to be. Write a secret in the dang book. I mean, we've had a lot of margaritas, so. I know I smell you. Yeah, well. <laughs> you know about the day, so you know about the booze. I'm just saying. Write the secret in the book. Okay, fine. Uh, My uh, lovely assistant. Delilah has been trying to help you out, but you've been very rude to her, so you're lucky I'm giving you this shot. Is this this is a normal pen? I don't have to sign in blood or anything. You can, but I don't know why. It's kind of a sick kink you got going on there. <laughs> oh, good God. <laughs> no, I think I'm okay. Um, Charlie will write about the well under her house. All right, excellent. Now, pick an item. And for this, you're going to roll weird. Great. With my modifier, because I am very bad at that. Yep. Cool. Sure, this will go great. Four. <laughs> Here you go, darling. This wand was forged in Transylvania by the burn of a vampire. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> 
Wait, it was and forged. Dry. It was forged by the bone of a vampire, no. or it is the bone of a vampire. It is the bone of a vampire, and then use the bones of vampire to forge. I don't know. Sure, but what does it do though? It's a wand. For what though? Magic. Oh, okay, next. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie just starts like Wingardium Leviosa right. in the corner. <laughs> like next, swish and flick. Is Ocho's buying any of this? Are you? Yeah, Ochos is, you know, he's, he's feeling relaxed and loose, you know, and, and he's seen enough weird shit for one day. And mm-hmm. so what's one more little old lady in a rocking chair with a mouth that doesn't move? Also, so many margaritas. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah so. You never know her mouth could be moving. Do we have to be drunk to see Rabbit? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So Ochos will approach and say, okay, I will play your game. Uh, I've got a secret. Flips the book open. And he writes down, Peg Leg Station has been warded with ancient Aztec runes. Oh, thank you. That's an interesting one. Okay, pick an item. An item. The one behind door number one? Door number two? What's your roll? Roll me weird. We will go with door number one. Plus two on weird. Oh, that was going to be a modified 12. Nice. Oh, so for someone like you, I think you could use um, maybe something to help you in dangerous situations. What do you have in mind? Well, do you see this pencil? <laughs> I do. This pencil, if you have it on you, will save you from death one time. Save me from death? Yes. You're welcome. (laughs) Well, thank you. Muchas gracias. Tucks the pencil into his shirt along with the four other pencils and pens (laughs) he has from his, from work. Don't get it mixed up. his pocket (laughs) protector. And how about for you, cranky lady? Not cranky. Not cranky. (laughs) Okay, so give me a secret. Okay. Pick a secret. I'll be secret. That's worth it. I don't know if you like it or not, but. I'm going to write down the Bagley's pecan crop has never failed. Oh, interesting, interesting. Okay, why don't you pick an item? All right. That's going to be a 12. Nice. So, angry lady like you, I feel like you need something to make you smile. So, I, I have something special for you. Yeah? The old woman's arm lifts up and slams limply onto the counter before slipping back to dangle by her side. And the rocking chair starts to creak again. And you see that there's a small box. And inside is a very miniature, almost the size of like a, a nutcracker, ventriloquism dummy. Oh, Good. So, if you ever in a place where you need something to go another way, you need to only tell your little friend, and he'll go running down the hallway, screaming with laughter. What's its name? Woody. What else would his name be? It's my not word. I don't know. Name what you want. And this, is, this helps me how? Well, you know, something's coming after you. It can lead it away. Uh... Thanks, I guess. Oh, you're quite welcome. I mean, it's no bone forged in the bone of a vampire. So. 
That's true. Enjoy that. <laughs> I'm sure I will. Thank you. Okay. So that will be one bloodsucker bone, one fate scribbler, and one woody makes laugh a lot. And I have three secrets. Excellent doing business with you. Now it's getting late and my old human body desires the required hours for normal human unconsciousness. Out you go! And as always, Rabbit's Reliquary accepts no exchanges, refunds, or liabilities for loss of limb, life, or soul. Thank you very much and good night! Bye-bye! Bye. Uh, thank you and have a good evening. Oh, you too, you too. Abracadabra. <laughs> Who wants another margarita? Oh, me, but I think a last call. Oh, you know, I got some beer. Oh, no, there's also a haunted well at my apartment. I Trailer. Mean, Trailer? Fine. We can take it. We got this. <sighs> so you all stumble into the night with your new gear, and the door to the Botanica slams shut and locks behind you. All lights within instantly go out and plunge the street into darkness. As your minds turn to your newest challenge, how are you going to get home? Thanks for listening to All My Hexes. The Keeper was Bernetta McFergus. Lenore Atchison was played by Jasmine McFergus. Charlie Larson was played by Sarah Lawrence. Alejandro Ochoa was played by John Nav Navarrete. Jimmy Bagley was played by Tyler J. McMahon. Please subscribe, like, and share us with your friends. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Hexed Podcast, that's H-E-X-T Podcast, or email us at hexedpodcast at gmail.com. Join us in two weeks, and remember, dig deeper. The truth starts six feet under.